Well, Merry Christmas. So good to see all of you, and thank you for coming to be a part of Christmas at Journey. I want to take a moment real quick to welcome you this morning if you are here as a first-time guest. My name is Jay, my wife Stacy, and I are the pastors here, and it's just a blessing for us to have you this weekend join us for our Christmas services. And then also I want to take a moment to welcome all of those who are joining us online right now. We have a good streaming audience every Sunday morning that join us live as we stream this service So Journey Church, can we give them a great big Journey Church welcome this morning? Come on, give it up for them. Then I wonder if we could take a quick moment to thank all the ones who have worked so hard to make today happen. Our our tech team, our production team, uh, our, our worship team, the serve team. So many people working to make today such a wonderful experience. Can we give them a great big thank you this morning? They did a great job. And then I want to take a moment to thank you. And the reason why I want to thank you is because of your generosity. Uh, You see, over the last several weeks, we've been receiving what we call a legacy offering here at Journey. And that offering, we take it up every year. It goes towards missions. It goes towards outreach projects, things of that nature. And this year, we're going to begin construction on a new care point in Belize. We built one about two years ago. That care point serves to feed children and to minister to them, teach them about the love of Jesus. And uh, we're also going to help out a missionary couple in Kenya secure a vehicle to do missionary work with. And in the legacy offering over the last couple of weeks, you guys gave $48,097. That is a lot of money. So thank you so much for that. And then also I want to thank you for your willingness to help our community out as well. Uh, You see, you guys know that last week was the distribution weekend for uh, the Central's Toy Box. We work with Ross Tire and a lot of other businesses in the area. And the community is always so great to bring toys in. And you guys here at the church, I mean, y'all brought toys in by the tons. And as a result, we were able to bless 867 children here in our community (laughs) with toys. And one thing you probably did not even realize is that there are two care points in Belize, Port Laola and the Collet Division. That's where our care point is, and Port Laola is where we're going to be building the new care point. Uh, Because of your generosity through your tithe and offering, we actually uh, hosted two Christmas parties there at those care points. And those children, they were fed. They had Christmas surprises. They had a lot of fun things for them, face painting, stuff like that. They got to experience a genuine Christmas party. And I want to thank you for that, but let's do this. Let me let them thank you for that.
market for college airpoint in Belize City. It has been a great day celebrating Jesus together. Isn't that beautiful? Because of your generosity, you need to know that not only are you making a difference here in your community, but truly you're making a difference all around the world. So thank you very much for your generosity, for your willingness to give. Now, you know, over the next couple of days, there's going to be a flurry of activity because Christmas is going to be here just a few days. In fact, do this for me if you would. Turn to the person sitting next to you and say, Merry Christmas. Now, do this. Look. Look at your second choice and tell them Merry Christmas as well, okay? We don't want them to feel left out, all right? A lot of activity. You guys know how this works. You're going to have a lot of people in and out of houses. You're going to be going to visit Grandma and Grandpa and the different kids and grandkids. Lots of food, praise the Lord. Uh, Lots of goodies to eat, all that kind of stuff. Gifts, gifts are awesome. And uh, family, lots of family coming in. I'm going to just tell you what. We need grace, okay? Because sometimes when you got family, especially extended family involved, we have to have grace. Everybody say grace. Grace. I'm I'm serious. Your cousin Ray Ray shows up. Who knows what could happen, okay? Things get crazy. So we need grace. Everybody say grace. grace. Now, gifts are such a huge part of Christmas. And we are in a series called Wonder. And what this series is all about is we are actually looking at Christmas through the eyes of a child over the last several weeks. And receiving gifts are a major part of Christmas for children. They cannot wait to get up at like 5 o'clock in the morning and open those gifts. And think about this. Uh, What were some gifts that maybe you've received in your lifetime? And and speaking of gifts, everybody out shopping to get that just right gift. How many of you in here have, have... have you finished all your Christmas shopping? Anybody? Okay, a couple. How many of you in here have not even started your Christmas shopping? Okay, bless your heart. Bless your heart. Okay, we pray for you. All right, but we want to get that perfect gift. And think about the best gift that you've ever received. I know for Stacy and I, the best gift that we've ever received. Last Christmas, we got our first grandchild. We have Libby Girl and. A uh, little girl in the family. And I got to tell you, that was the best Christmas gift I've ever gotten in my entire life. She was born two days after Christmas. And, and we celebrate that. They have another one on the way. And she's due around my birthday. And I told Brittany, I said, look, that'd be the best birthday present I ever got. No pressure. No pressure. But you can schedule those things. So just saying, that's the best Christmas, uh, yeah, Christmas gift I ever got. And think about the worst Christmas gift. You ever got a gift and you have to ask the person, like, what is it? You know, because you're like, I don't know what this is. Probably one of the most interesting gifts that Stacey and I ever got, we received a, a salad shooter. Have you ever heard of a salad shooter? Okay, that was like a long, I'm showing my age, that was a long time ago. Anybody in here ever had a salad shooter? Anybody, couple of you, okay. And here was the thing. Somebody gave it to us and they said, you put vegetables in the top and it chops them and it shoots salad out. And uh, we never shot any salad out of it, okay? But we did. We found out you could grate cheese with it. I got to tell you what, we ate a lot of tacos. So yeah, that thing was an awesome cheese grater. Well, gifts are such a big part of Christmas. And, and I think about greatest gift that was ever given. 
You see, whenever Jesus was born to Joseph and Mary in that stable, there was no room for them in an inn. They couldn't find a place to lay their head. And so they go to this stable. And Jesus is born the greatest gift that we have ever known. And he was wrapped in swaddling clothes. He was laid in a manger. And God loves us so much that he sent his son to this world to be a gift for our very lives. In fact, the book of Matthew records this. Matthew writes in chapter 1 verse 23, says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, what a beautiful picture that is, that God himself would step out of heaven to come to this world, to this earth, to give his life ultimately on a cross for all of us so that our sins can be dealt with and we can be forgiven. And on Christmas, we honor and worship Emmanuel, God with us. Now, you know, one of the things I love about Christmas is being able to make memories with our family. And you, you know, you're probably a lot like us. You like to do things like put up the Christmas tree and decorations and all that kind of stuff. And those things build Christmas memories for your family. Maybe making special holiday treats that only your family makes. And you, you give them out to the neighbors. You give them out to other people. You give them out to your pastor. Yeah, what? Okay, yeah. And you make memories. I know for us, one of the, our favorite things to do to make Christmas memories, we like to watch Christmas movies. And uh, my favorite movie is A Christmas Story. We put it on that. One of the channels has the 24-hour loop. And we turn it on. It stays on all day long on Christmas. The boy's like, we've already watched it 30 times. I'm like, doesn't matter, okay? It's tradition. We're making memories. Hush up, okay? <laughs> and the, one of the, the things we like to do is watch Christmas movies. It's just one of our, our things. Uh, you know, we, we, we love to watch Hallmark Christmas movies. Said no man ever. Uh, that's my wife's thing. She likes those movies that all are exactly the same. And, and you heard earlier in the service how one of our holiday traditions at Christmas time, before we open any gifts, we would gather from the time the boys were little, we would gather in our living room, we'd take out the Bible, go to the book of Luke, and we would read through the Christmas story just like you heard on this platform earlier. We would read through the Christmas story as a family. Memories. And I believe, we talk about the greatest gift ever given. I believe that God loves it whenever we think of the memories of the blessings that he has brought into our lives. The things that he has done for us. When we remember the benefits of the salvation that he has brought into our lives. I, be I believe that God loves it whenever we honor him. Whenever we, we think of those things and we celebrate the memories of all that he has done for us. And here's what I want you to know and understand. Because just as much as God wants us to remember and honor and celebrate those things, we have a very real spiritual enemy who loves to attack us to take our mind off of God and to put it on our circumstances and to put it on the things around us that don't seem to be all that great because he wants to isolate us from God and take our focus off of him. And that's the very reason why the enemy, the devil, works overtime to attack us. But think of this. Think of all the blessings that God has brought into your life. Think of all the things that God has brought you through in this world. 
And I want to read to you a passage of scripture in Romans chapter 5 that actually reminds us of the benefits of salvation. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 it says this, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us to develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope would not lead to disappointment For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Now, we read through that passage of scripture and there's several things that I see in there that I believe that God is trying to remind us of. That he's telling us through this passage of scripture. And the first thing is this that you need to understand is that when you come to Christ, whenever you embrace him as Lord and Savior of your life, When you have received the gift of salvation, the first thing you need to realize is that your past is forgiven. Your past is dealt with. And it really is a shame because so many times we walk around with the weight of the world on our shoulders called our past. We let it haunt us. And so many times we let the past determine the future for our lives. And I want you to understand that God wants you to know that when you surrender your life to him, that your past is dealt with, your sins are forgiven and placed under the blood of Jesus. And God has a beautiful and wonderful future for your life. And the only one who wants to remind you of the mistakes of your past is your spiritual enemy, the devil. Think about this. The more you dwell on something, the bigger it seems to become within your mind. The more you think about something, the worse it becomes in your mind. I know Stacy and I, uh, some time back, we took a trip, and we got in the vehicle, and we were going to leave the house, and Stacy said, I sure do hope that I turned off my flat iron. Ladies, y'all, y'all have a flat iron. Y'all know how this works, all right? And so I'm like, you know what? It, it, I'm sure it's off. I walked. I didn't see anything. You know, it's good, and we have insurance too, Okay. We drive down the road, we get a little ways from the house, she says, I sure do hope, and her voice is getting a little little higher in pitch, I sure do hope that I turned off the flat iron. And I said, Stacy, you turned it off, okay, you turn it off every time you use it, why would you have left it on this time? She's like, okay. We get a little further down the road, and she said, I sure do hope that I turned it off. I I don't know if I did or not, and it's getting more intense. We get several miles down the road, and this is what she said. You need to turn around and go back, and you need to go make sure that I turned off my flat iron. Because if we leave and it's on, we're going to lose everything. And here's the reality. How many times do we think of the things within our past? The enemy reminds us of those things. And we begin to think about them and remember them. And it gets worse and worse within our life. And we get negative and we begin to get more down on ourselves. And we begin to feel rejected because of all those things that he is reminding us of from the past. Just for the record, I went in and checked the flat iron. It was off, okay? 
And, but I didn't tell her that. I walked back to the car and said, you left it on. Your whole bathroom burned to the ground. I'm just kidding. I didn't, didn't really do that about your life. Okay. But the reality is that the enemy reminds us of our past. But God, when we come to him and we receive the gift of salvation, our sins are washed away. They are placed under the blood of Jesus to be remembered no more. In fact, Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12 reminds us of this. Whenever the Lord says, I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. Your past is forgiven. The next thing that this passage of scripture reminds us of is that God loves us. Do this for me. Look at your neighbor and say, God loves you. That's a good thought to know. It's good to hear that from people. Because we live in a harsh world that loves to destroy people. We live in a harsh world that loves to to ridicule people and pick people apart. And even make people feel rejected. I Actually, the other day, Stacey and I were watching a Christmas movie. You ever seen the movie Home Alone? I didn't realize until the other day, I think it was released in like 1990. And it made me feel old as dirt. But uh, we watched it. And, And I've never really noticed this on the front end of that movie, but the little fella Kevin that gets left at home by himself, he's a bad little dude, okay? And I noticed on the front end of the movie as the family's interacting, all the cousins, the brothers, the sisters, even the adults, they are being nasty to each other. They're calling each other names and making fun of each other and all this kind of stuff. I told Stacey, I said, this is horrible. We, we watched the movie, we laughed and all that kind of stuff. But I I told her, I said, I've never noticed this at the front end of this movie. And guess what? That is exactly what the world is like that we live in. This world loves to pick people apart. This world loves to make people feel rejected. And it's a wonderful thing to see in Scripture to understand and remember that God loves us, that God cares for us. In fact, to realize that God loves us so much that he sent his only son to come to this earth, to be born in a stable and placed in a manger, and to grow to the point in life where he would be a man and go to the cross to pay the price for all of our sins. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 tells us this. He says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God. You see, when we choose that gift of salvation, what Jesus did for us at the cross, we at that moment choose to step into the family of God. And at that moment, we become sons and daughters of God. And it's a wonderful thing to know that we can be forgiven. Our past can be dealt with and forgiven. But it's also a wonderful thing to know that God loves us so much. Here's the last thing that we look at in this passage of Scripture. One of my favorite parts of this passage of Scripture is to understand that there is hope for our lives. Everybody say hope. That's my favorite part of Christmas. The reason why is because we look all around in this world and everything seems hopeless. We look around in this world and we say, what is happening? What is going on? And you need to understand and know that Jesus is the one who brings hope into our lives. And even though hopelessness and fear will try to invade our lives, we have to remember that our hope is not found in things. Our hope is not found in people. Our hope is found in Jesus Christ. Now, I heard a story about old Boudreaux, and Boudreaux wasn't doing too good in his health. In fact, he drew his final breath, and he died. Boudreaux, he was a little nervous because he's like, you know, I've done some things up in my life, but sure enough, 
He makes it to heaven. He walks up to those pearly gates. He's still a little nervous. And there stands St. Peter. He says, hey, St. Peter, here I am. How do I get up in heaven? St. Peter said, well, Boudreaux, he said, you know, he's looking at his clipboard. He said, for you to get into heaven, you got to pass a little test. Boudreaux said, oh, man, I'm concerned about that. I never did too good in school. And he said, well, it's really not that bad. Here's what I need you to do. I'm going to need you to spell one of the characteristics of God. And Boudreaux said, St. Peter. Now, even when I was up into school, spelling definitely wasn't one of the things I was all that good at. He said, well, here, here it's not too bad, Boudreaux. I need you to spell the characteristic of God. Can you spell love? Boudreaux said, well, that's not too bad. He said, L-O-V-E. St. Peter said, well, Boudreaux, good job. Enter into heaven. Boudreaux, he walked up and he said, oh, man, yeah, this is nice. Looking in pearly gates, looking at the streets of gold. St. Peter said, Boudreaux, would you mind giving me a hand just for a minute? He said, yeah, St. Peter, what's happening? He said, I've got to go check on the angels over here. There's a little issue I need to deal with. Here's my clipboard. Anybody that walks up, you can take care of them. Look at the clipboard, follow the test, and I'll be back in just a few minutes. Boudreaux said, man, yeah, I'll take care of this for you. And wouldn't you know it, the very first person that walked up when St. Peter walked away was Boudreaux's wife, Marie. Boudreaux said, hey, Marie. Marie started giving him a hard time right off the bat. Oh, Boudreaux, it must be easy to get up in heaven if they done let your tail up in here. He said, Marie, for you to get in heaven, you got to pass a test. She's like, Boudreaux, you're going to make me take a test. You know me. You know I'm a good wife. You let me up in here. He said, no, 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 Marie, you've got to take the test. you got to spell one word. She said, well, Boudreaux, that test must be real easy. If they let you up in here, and I know you don't spell good, they got to be an easy test. He said, well, it's not too bad, Marie. She's giving them a hard time, y'all. He said, Marie, the one word that you got to spell to get up in heaven, the word is Czechoslovakia. <laughs> That's funny right there. I, I can't even spell Czechoslovakia, okay? Aren't you glad that our hope does not rest in people? Aren't you glad our hope doesn't rest in Boudreaux? It rests in Christ, in Christ alone. And we understand that he came to this world so that we could have that hope extended to our lives. And we look at Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, and it tells us this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. You see, what holds our lives in place and the difficulties that we face are not circumstances or people or things, but it is Jesus Christ. Because he has hope that he extends to our lives. Now, all the things that we talk about, love, hope, forgiveness, all of those things are so true for our life, but they must be embraced by us for our lives. You see, salvation is not something that just automatically happens. So many people say, well, well I'll get into heaven. I'm just going to be a good person. No, that's not how you get in heaven. I'll just be a good person by being religious. No. That's not how you get into heaven. Jesus was very plain whenever he said one day, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It is only by receiving the gift of salvation 
that Jesus purchased for all of us at the cross. And today, here's what I want you to do just for the next few moments. I want you to close your eyes all across this room. Nobody peeking, nobody looking around. All the boys and girls that are in here, be real still for the next few moments. And I want you to think about your life. Have you received the gift of salvation that Jesus came to this earth to bring to all of us? Have you embraced his forgiveness for your life? And have you surrendered everything that you are to Jesus and truly let him become Lord and Savior of your life so that you can step into the family of God? Maybe today as you sit here, you realize your need of a Savior. You've never taken that step. And I would love to pray with you right now to help you take that step into the family of God. There might be others of you in this room right now who perhaps you surrendered your life to Christ at some point, but you realize that today you need to renew your commitment to him all over again. But you need to get your heart right with him again. Today I'd love to pray with you as well. So with every eye closed, every head bowed, today if you would like to be a part of this prayer that I'm about to pray, I'm not going to embarrass you, not going to call you out, but I love to know who I'm praying for. And so today, if you want to take that step into the family of God for the first time or get your heart right with him all over again, Pastor Jay, I want to be a part of that prayer that you're about to pray. Do me a favor, if you would, with every eye closed, raise your hand and let me see it. Is there anybody in this room right now who would say yes to that? I see you right here, 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 here. Hands all over the place. Praise God. Right where you are, here's your prayer. I'm going to give you the words, but this is your prayer. You open up your heart even further to God. And let him transform you as you receive this gift of salvation. Church, I mean, let's pray this prayer together. Everyone, let's encourage these ones who raise their hands. And I want you to pray this prayer loud enough where you can hear it with your own ears. I want you to say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. You went to the cross for me and paid the price for my sin because of that love. And today by faith, I receive what you did. Today I admit to you that I'm a sinner and I repent for the sin in my life. I ask for your forgiveness and through your precious blood, today make me brand new. I surrender to you. Jesus, come live in my heart. Be my Savior. Today I embrace you as Lord. And today I choose to step into your family. Thank you so much for hope, forgiveness, and love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Can we give the Lord a good hand clap today? I need you to do me a favor today if you raised your hand to give your heart to Christ. If you would take out a connect card uh, from the seat back pocket there in front of you and fill it out. Check off the box that says today I gave my heart to Jesus. And drop that card at our welcome center so that we can follow up with you and talk to you about your next steps in your walk with Christ. Now here's what I want us to do. We're going to take a moment. We're going to worship the Lord. 
And today we're going to sing one of our favorites around here. We do this every year, one of my favorite parts of the service. We're going to sing Silent Night. And in a few moments, the ushers are going to make their ways to the front, and they're going to begin to light candles. I'm going to give you some instructions before we do that. But let's do this. Let's all stand to our feet. And let's take a moment and just worship the Lord and sing Silent Night together. 